Okay, so Rav Shimshon Pincus, this is the first page in your, in your folder. He talks about how Shabbos is, is the time to connect to Kaddish Baruch Hu, is the most pristine time. He compares it to the Yichurun between the Chassan and the Kawa, where you don't even look at the clock, you don't care what, you're ser- what they're serving to you. You're oblivious to what's going on. That's really what Shabbos is all about. Shabbos is all about connecting to Kaddish Baruch Hu. And the truth is, through Muksa, through the hal- Halachas of Muksa, of, of leaving things that we don't need, leaving it away from the table, away from your Shabbos, it does help us get closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Just to, to touch upon a, a word on this week's parsha, Parsha's Noyach, so the, uh, we all know Rashi tells us, the Medrash tells us that Noyach ish tamim haya b'day raisa, he was uh, ish tamim in his dar. And the Gemara Sanhedrin says, yesh dar shem l'shabach, some people dar it. It was a great thing, even in his generation. It was, it was amazing, yesh. It's a gnai that only in his generation was he something, was he, was he a tzaddik. But if he would have lived in Adam of Yenu's times, he would not be a tzaddik. And the Siva Shalom writes, the Salam Rebbe writes, that there are two ways in Avoid this Hashem. There's serving HaKadosh Baruch Hu from Yira, from fear, and that was what Noyach did. There was a mabul, God's destroying the world. He's afraid. And he got close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu through Yira. But the higher level, is through Ahava, through the love of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's Avram Avinu, the Ramam tells us that one of the ways to fulfill the mitzvah of Ahava Hashem is bringing Yidin closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So to bring, because you love HaKadosh Baruch Hu so much, so you want everyone else to, to see how, how wonderful HaKadosh Baruch Hu is. So, right, the Nesiva Shalom said, obviously the higher level is through the Ahava, the Ahava of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that's the higher level of, of Avodah Hashem. So over the course of these uh, few weeks, we're, we're going to be learning Hilchus Moksa. Part of the program, the Smichas Chaver program, or Smichat Chaver program, is that the first two minutes we're going to give a vort on the parasha, connect it to the halachas that we're learning. And this connection is obvious that through Shabbos, the connection we have with the Kaddish Baruch Hu, it only, it's, it's to bring out the ahava, that we see that Noyach perhaps was shortcoming in that, the ahava between us and the Kaddish Baruch Hu. He, uh, so Rav Yada Goldwich, who's in charge of this program, he, he quoted a story from Rabbi Wine. He said that he was talking to Rabbi Wine about classes on Zoom and yeshivas learning on Zoom. And Rabbi Wine said this point of the Nesiva Shalom, that although you could give the information, maybe some yira on Zoom, to, to impart the Ahavas Hashem, very difficult to do that through Zoom. So Baruch Hashem, we're all back together in shul, we're learning together, and uh, hopefully we continue not on Zoom, in person, to be able to, uh, to bring out the Havas of Torah, the Geshmakai, to the Chevershaft. So, uh, looking forward. Okay. So the structure of this room is that the first few minutes we're going to do this, uh, they call it the ethical section, more hashkafa, so people can land, enjoy their coffee. Then we'll get into some of the questions, and we're trying to bring out what we know, what we don't know regarding the halachas, then we'll jump into the sugya. So, you have the questions in your, in your folder, I have the answers. I'm going to send you the answers right after this year. So don't worry, you'll have all the information. We're going to send a summary of the VART. So I, I said it very differently, but you'll get the VART, you'll get the answers, and you get a summary of the year. So if you miss something, the notes are written for you. It is literally uh, served to you on a silver platter. So enjoy. Question. We're learning Hilchas Muksa. What does Muksa mean? Does that mean? Set, aside. set aside. I set it aside for Shabbos? I set it aside for Shabbos. It is set aside for Shabbos? Not Nothing is here. What? Something What is it? It's set aside, it's set aside for, for what? Something also. For usage. It's set aside. So a rock is set aside for usage. 
So that's muksa. Let's start again. We're learning help is muksa here, okay? So you can't pick something up, you say, no, muksa. What does muksa mean? David? It's not set aside of Shabbos. So within ain't muksa, right? You said muksa means set aside. So by not being set aside of Shabbos, it's not set aside. What doesn't have to be used on Shabbos? It's set for non-Shabbos use. Okay, I think we can all agree on that. Fine, okay, good. Where do we know this is Asr from? What's the source for, for Moksa? Shragi Dafyami? My testament. <laughs> the last Misafta, it's too. You know, you know which parak? Third parak, we had the, the art school Hakdama to the third parak. Yeah? Parakiro, the second part of Parakiro was by Moksa. What do you say? It's all the way back in the, the parish of the month. So it's an Issa Daraisa? Some cipher, Hakdama, it is Issa Daraisa. No one, no one goes with that. But there's a Chsam cipher or a Hakdama to Mesechta's Beitz. That's one page. If you have the time, beautiful uh, words of the Chsam cipher. We just passed his, uh, his yard site, right? We just passed his yard site. So, okay. We're going to get to what the source is. And obviously, we're going we're to discuss how many types of muksa. We're not going to talk about it right now. You'll get the answers soon. Is there any way to move muksa on Shabbos? No? Yeah. How? You learned that from me, it's not fair. Totomen Atzad, what does that mean? So you're allowed to move Muksa indirectly? Can I turn off a light? Can I turn off a light indirectly on Shabbos? No. What about my TV? If I text with my nose? No? So why is indirect Mutaram by Muksa? What? Right, the, the muksa is derabana. Muksa is derabana, so I could turn off everything but derabana and machine. Let's say a, let's say a phone is derabana. Many places can hold a cell phone. There's no real ace here. Let's assume you don't go like a Rasha We'll talk about a sheikah soon. Makabapatish. It's only answer derabana. Can I tweet out on Shabbos with my nose? After, uh, I don't know, something going on, can I tweet with my nose? Okay. So, but there is some hack there. We're going to talk about what exactly, when you're allowed to move muksa on Shabbos. Okay, let's move to question three. So, after shul Shabbos morning, you're standing outside. You can't talk inside unless you're wearing a mask, right? So, you're standing outside, and your friend sits on someone's new car. He's sitting on the car on Shabbos. And you tell him, Shabbos. You can't sit on the car on Shabbos. You're moving the car. What do you say? Shabbos. Oh, is a rock muksa? They didn't ask the question. Are you allowed to sit on a car and move the car and shop? You're shaking the car up and down. Is that fine? What do you mean moving it? Not, not your car. <laughs> Other car. Your wife's car. So one second, is that called tiltum and atzad? What is that called when you're moving? Is that called moving muksa? We're going to talk about this. Let's say you move it and it stays in the same place. They didn't actually move from place to place. It was stationary. Right? That, that's, that's another question. Okay, one more question. This is really a preview for next week because we're running out of time. Your brother-in-law is getting married next week and your wife already has a gown, which is that itself is amazing. A week before, your wife has a gown. Beautiful. So on Shabbos afternoon, there's a leak near your closet and your wife screams, my gown is, getting, is going to get ruined. Are you allowed to move the gown on Shabbos? 100%. Why? Any other reason? <laughs> so when I dive my Barak Olsen shul, 
Whenever there was a challah in Shiloh, we used to joke to ourselves, you know, if, if we can't plug, plug the challah back in on Shilohs. Right? Okay, it's a good joke. Why would a gown, was it, any reason, Lachar no, is right. A gown is an article of clothing. Why in the world would a gown be muksa? Oh, what's Mayor saying? You're using it when? You're not going to wear it stam on the Tuesday. You're going to wear it by a wedding. It's a thousand dollar gown. It's a Raquel gown from Flatbush, from the whatever. Raquel gown, two thousand dollars to rent it, right? It's chesam kiss. So if it's muksamach, it's chesam kiss. You can't move it. Yeah, but she would try it after Okay, but we're going to talk about a shechita knife. A shechita knife is muksamach mischasarikis. I own a shechita knife. If you want to check it out, you can check it out, no problem. But halachically, it's muksamach mischasarikis because I would never use it to cut an onion. What is there? Shechita? Shechita is not usher. Oh, you can't check on shabbos. Yeah, but that's a lower level of muksa. This is even worse. You wouldn't play with it like you wouldn't just show it to anybody. Okay, we're going to discuss this. I hear. So David holds not muksa. Mayor, yes, muksa. I say no. Albert, Shem Shib, Gorch Nefesh. That's the stimulator, but otherwise it might be She didn't know the dress. She, she wear a gown to shul? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, she had nothing else. A wedding gown? A long, long. It's, 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 it's a long gown. It's not a short gown. It's long. It's time to the fire. Yeah, I'm recording. <laughs> Something else. I didn't realize that you're in a crazy situation. I was walking to shul wearing a wedding gown. I mean, they love shul, but... The, you know, wedding gown is a little too much. Okay. <laughs> All right. It's done for the husband. I don't know, little Shabbos. <laughs> okay, we have, we have different opinions. Okay, let's jump into the sugya. So, these pages. Your mom, the kindness. I'm going to go a little out of order. We're going to start with ice two, or, or letter number two. So this is the first source that the Gemara tells us that this is where we know Muksa's from. So The mission is this is the Gemara that originally there were only three types of Kalim that could be moved on Shabbos. Meaning everything else is Asr. What's the source? So he doesn't bring us the Gemara. Rashi uh, alludes to, to, to the source for this. Look at Rashi on the side. In the times of Nechemi ben Chachali. Nechemi was one of the, one of the Sifri of Tanakh. Nechemi. He went up to Eretz Yisrael and Bayesheni to rebuild the base members with Ezra and Nehemiah, and Gazru al Tiltu Kola Kalim. He made Xerah that you cannot move Kalim. Kidei Ligdor Geder Lahachmer Bri Surei Shabbos to make Chumros in the Surei Shabbos because everybody was violating Shabbos. Crazy. They they, they were in Galus for seventy years. They come back to Eretz Yisrael. Ezra and Nehemiah built the base of Mikdash. Actually, fifty-two years later, nah, nobody's interested. It's, if you read the story, it's just fascinating. And they're violating Shabbos. So Nechemi made a takana called Muksa that you cannot move things on Shabbos because they were, they were carrying on Shabbos. That's the way many of you should have learned. They were carrying on Shabbos. They didn't have Erevin. They were carrying in the street. You cannot move things. If you can't move things, you can't carry on Shabbos. So Gzera from Nechemi. Sounds good. Let's go to number one. So the background to this, those are learning Dafyami, Shabbos Lamed Amad Aleph, David Amalek finds out that he's going to die on Shabbos. So what does he do? Every single Shabbos, we know the Medrash, he learned the entire day. One day, the boy of the the day that it was time for him to die. The Malach Mavis came, he wasn't able to kill him. He didn't stop learning the whole day. The Malach Mavis said, what should I do? 
basically there was a garden, an orchard behind his house. The Malchmavas climbed up and made a lot of noise with the, with the tree. Nafal goes out to see how a Salak with Dagri is on the ladder. Ipachis Dagra, Mitute, the ladder falls underneath him. Ishtik, he's quiet for a second, and at that point, Vinach Nafshe. The Malchmavas was able to kill him. Okay, that's the famous Gemara, the Magrish. Here's where Muksa comes in. Shalach Shlema. So who's David Malach's son? Shlema Malach. Shlema sends a Shiloh to the, ba- to the base Medrash. Abba Meis, Daddy died. Umutu Bahama is in the sun. That's question number one. Question number two, Klavim Shabbos, Abba Re'evim. The dogs in my father's house are hungry. It's crazy. He sends the David Malach died and the dogs are hungry. Okay, you see the... I wanted you to see the significance of feeding your animals. You can also see the, the insignificance of someone who, who has died. He's, not, no longer in, he's no longer here. Halacha is muksa, right? So my eseh, what should I do? So shochli, they respond about the animals first. Chatoich nevela, cut up a nevela, v'hanach l'fnei haklavim, feed the dogs. I don't even know what the question is, right? You have to see the Rishonim, what the question was. However, what about your father? Davar ha-melech v'avicha, he's muksa. Hanach alav kikar o'atinak v'totolai. In order for you to move a mace, there's a special heter, put a chala on top, or a baby, and by moving both, you're allowed to move it. But if not for the fact that there's a chala, or something on top of the mace, you're not allowed to move a mace. A mace is muksan shot. So far, so good. What's the kasha? Oh, oh, so uh, that was correct. If you, if you know a little bit of the timeline, that was way before, this is uh, Shmuel. Shlame about the first base of Middash. Oh, Raya, that it's not, it's much before, right? Nehemiah is in the second base of Middash, and Shlame about the first base of Middash. So Davin Amalek was way before Nehemiah. What's going on? It's 430 years earlier. Yeah, about 400, about 400, 410 years earlier. What? Oh, so you're saying there's a difference between Kalim and a mace. So, everybody agree to that? Kalim versus mace. You're already up to week 17. <laughs> week one. No, it's a good question. How does that work that you can put a chal on it and it works? It's very good. So is halacha is just to jump ahead. This only works for a mace. This is not a, we don't hold like this. You can't take a challah and put it on your leichter on Shabbos and say, okay, now I can move my leichter. Did it before Shabbos, blesses, shaylas. That's like week 17, whatever. But, so, covered a mace. You're covered a mace. They're makele to use the, use the bread heter. Okay, so it's a very good question. Timeline. You have Nehemiah, many years later, enacting this Isser Muksa, Likdor Gedeh Lahachmer, B'Yisri Shabbos. And yet, 410 years earlier, Shlomo Melech asked the Shaila, what do I do with my father who has died? So this Kash is asked by the Aruch HaShulchan and the Shulchan HaRav. The Aruch HaShulchan answers that there's really two things going on here. One thing is there was always an Isser Muksa from the time of Moshe Rabbeinu. The Pasuk says, with a Yom HaShvi Tish voice, that a person needs to rest on the seventh day. And one of the takanas of Moshe Rabbeinu, there are many takanas of Moshe Rabbeinu. One of them was, by the way, we, this happens all the time. Halachas, can I, if I go to a Craigslist and buy a grill, it hasn't been used in 24 hours. Can I use it lechatchila? Did the ever you call me? I grilled something, I totally forgot it was treif. Halachas is mutter. As long as it was clean, if it wasn't used for treif in 24 hours, ain't it been mutter. Moshe Rabbeinu was in the sakin, according to the Taisus and Chulun, that you cannot use it lechatchila until you kasher it. That's the, that's the sheet of Taisus. So Moshe Rabbeinu was misakin certain halachas. So one of them is this. According to the Archa Shochan, Moshe Rabbeinu was misakin based on the Pasuk of Tishbais, that a person has to rest. So there's an Isra of Moksa all the way back to Moshe Rabbeinu. 
What Nehemiah came and did, and we're going to see in the Gemara, clearly says this, Nehemiah added a bunch of things. Not only can you not move things that are really moksa, like a mace, you can't even move a chair unless you're sitting on it. You can't even move, we'll talk about forks, knives. Nehemiah was so machmir on everything to ligdor uh, gather. But the original chumrah, the original moksa, was all the way back from Ayesha That's the opinion of the Archa Shulchan. The Shulchan Archarav says, like what Zevi was saying, that there's a difference between kalim and mace. If you look at the second line, Avodavar She'ena Roy, this is number three. Avodavar She'ena Roy, the Shabbat Shulchan Archarav was the Balatanya, the first of Babach Rebbe. So he wrote a safer, he wrote a Shulchan Archa, Shulchan Archarav. Avodavar She'ena Roy, the Shabbat, Haya Oyser Lata'as Lata'atel Af Medavar Shlema. Even earlier. However, when it comes to Kalim, Ashen King Kalim, Kalim is from Nehemiah. Okay, Zevi, right, right, on, right on the ball. So that's the basic background. We're trying to figure out the source from Uksa. We have two sources, Nehemiah. We have a source, that, not a source, but there's a story. In the story, we see Shlomo Amalek definitely have to keep the halachas of Muksa. So we, we have two Tarutsim. One Tarut is that there was always an Isra Muksa of Tishbois uh, from Moshe Rabbeinu, and Nehemiah added to it. The other answer is that Zevi and Shulchan Acharav was saying difference between Kalim, Nehemiah says Kalim, versus things that have no use, like a rock or a, or a mace. There's no use for it on Shabbos, and that would be Muksa even from Moshe Rabbeinu's days. Yes, David. Yeah, Durabanan, yeah, correct. It would still be Durabanan. Moshe was misocking many things, and it's, it's still Durabanan. So perhaps Kalim would be a difference. We don't know what was Asr Bisman Moshe Rabbeinu, right? The, the Shulchan Aruch clearly says Kalim versus non-Kalim, correct? It could be it's not a machlekes, it's just two ways of answering. It's, it's a similar theme. You're right. It's a similar theme that there, were, there was an addition that Nehemiah added. What did he add? More things or did he add Kalim? Same thing. It'll be the same thing. So bearing a mace is a mitzvah saseh, but a mitzvah saseh is not doicha, uh, it's not a mitzvah saseh, it's a... It's, uh, you learn that from a drusha by, by um, Misas, Misas Bezin, that they can't leave him over. But you cannot violate, cannot violate Shabbos for Kfur. No, Yeah, it wouldn't make a difference. You're saying there should be a knas? There should be a knas that you should... No, it's still, at this point, it's covered in a mace. It's the Abba Mutter Bahama of the Mutter. Okay. Halacha Lamaisa. Beyond the Chassam Sefer and Hakdama, Avrami, there's a, there, everyone agrees, Muksa is only in Issa Durabana. How does that play a role in Halakha? Whenever there are, there are Banans, we are always lean to be more lenient, as opposed to Daraisas. So keep that in mind that Hilchus Muksa, for the most part, is only Asr Midurabana. Now, what's the reason for the Isra of Muksa? We, we figured out the Makar, Nechemia, or Moshe Rabbeinu. What's the reason? Why? Why can't I pick up a pen on Shabbos? What's the reason for this? What? It's a siyad that I might write with it. And a rock? What am I going to do with a rock? I'm going to throw it at a car? What am I going to do with a rock? What's the So what's the iser? I'm not going to cook with it. I'm not going to write with it. I'm not doing anything with the rock. I don't know. I want to play catch. I don't know. I'll spit rocks in the lake. What am I doing wrong? That's us around Shabbos. I might carry it. Okay, so we have two reasons. Two, they're actually both brought down. Carrying, and I might do a uh, malacha with this actual item. Let's look at the Rambam, number four. The Rambam says, You cannot carry things on Shabbos, you cannot move it. 
the same way you do it during the week. Then he says, Why did Chacham come along and make this Isser? Armor, they said like this. Umayim is you're in a VM, then a VM gave us a Hazara. We know if you, if you read the full uh, text in your Shabbos Day Kiddush, there's a lot of things going on there. And, uh, and, uh, and uh, things that you cannot do on Shabbos. Your walking on Shabbos cannot be the same as you walk during the week. Halacha is not allowed to run on Shabbos. You're allowed to run to Shul, maybe to a Kiddush, I don't know. But uh, you're not allowed to run to Shabbos, on Shabbos because Hilucha B'chol cannot be the same. Hilucha B'Shabbos has to be different than you're walking during the week. Not only that, you can't choose about your transactions and, and try to make business deals on Shabbos. You can't, even if you're not going to write. You're not allowed to talk about it on Shabbos. And so he says to the Ram, says, for sure, if I can't talk on Shabbos about things that I'm doing during the week, my, my, uh, my transactions, the things that I pick up on Shabbos should not be the same that I pick up during the week. Why? It shouldn't be like a weekday in your eyes. What's going to happen? There's no muksa. You're going to rearrange your garage. I mean, bias the bias. You're going to move. You can move. You know, as long as you're not having a car, you can theoretically move houses. I mean, you didn't move on Shabbos, right? You can move from house to house on Shabbos. If there's no muksa, be busy all day. Therefore, we don't want it to be a full day of chol. So that's reason number one why there's an isra of muksa. Let's jump to reason number two. Oisir gimel halacha yigimel the Rambam vaoid. This is what David Shulman was saying. When you're busy moving your hammers and your pens, after she has asik ben math, you'll try it out a little bit. That's reason number two. That's probably the most famous reason for, for muksa. Don't pick up a pen. You might write with it. Number three. Some people don't work. They sit around all day. Sit, you know, in front of the gas stations, they sit around. Now the truth is, today, many of, uh, unless you're, uh, uh, you know, blue collar work, you're, you're also Yoshiv Bato. What do you do already? Unless you're driving, you're on the phone, emails. You're not really being Isaac in, uh, you're not tailoring, you're not, you know, you're not doing construction. If there was no Isra of Muksa, so then, Nimza Shaloi Shavas Shvisahani Karas. Every single person has to have a Shvisahani Karas. Today has to be different than the rest of your week. So if a person does construction the whole week, obviously today is different. He's not picking up his, he's not, he's, not, he's not building walls. But for someone else who doesn't do anything all week, he sits around on a park bench, how is he going to have a Shvisahani Karas? So the Ramam writes, if, if we have the Isra of Muksa, so there will not be, so then, his day will be very different. He can't pick up the typical things that he does on a regular day. And for him, he has to have a Shvi Sani Karas. Just by the way, Ravasha Weiss in a tshuva talks about um, technology. This is the kosher switch, Shaila, from 10 years ago. He talks about that, that from this Ramam we learn that, that you want to have a Shvi Sani Karas. Everybody should know that it's Shabbos by you. Rav Moshe Feinstein in the tshuva talks about this as well with, um, with his famous discussion on the Shabbos clocks. That if you could have everything in your house going on and off, your TV goes on at 11 o'clock, and uh, this goes on then, and your dishwasher goes on, so it's not going to look like, no one's going to think it's Shabbos by you. You have to have a Shvi Sani Karas. Just by the way, there's a, there's a tefillah we say, Shabbos Mincha. There's a, there's a short tefillah. The whole Shabbos, we don't really ask Hashem for, for too much. At the end of Atta Echad, we say, Yakiru v'necha v'yedu, 
that your children should recognize v'yedu they should know from you Hakadosh Baruch Hu That's where the menucha comes from, from you Hakadosh Baruch from just staying away from everything, all the muksa things, everything in this world. There's a concept that a person has to have a shvisani karis. Shabbos has to be Shabbos like for you. So that's the third reason for muksa. Beautiful. Tishbois, Tishbois should be deraisa. That, no, but those are the Rabbanans. Himbucha b'shavas, kibbucha b'chaz, those are the Rabbanans. There is a sheet of the Ramban, and we'll talk about this later, as we'll, we'll conclude this soon. The, the sheet of the Ramban holds that there's a concept of tishbois. Tishbois means you have to rest on Shabbos. So I once heard this Shiloh, they asked of Hesha Shachter, Shlita, let's say someone's in a university, and they're dorming there, and there's a college football game, and this is huge. If you don't go, you're going to be like, you know, canceled. If you don't go to this game, can you go to the game on Shabbos? You'll get someone to have a ticket for you on these things work in college games. You'll get someone to buy a kosher beer for you. You'll figure it out. You'll, you'll, you'll chill. You'll do the regular football game. You'll have to do that on Shabbos. And if Shechter held was an Issa Daraisa, according to the Ramban, you're violating Tishbois. Tishbois is that you have to rest on Shabbos. You're going to a football game on Shabbos? How, how is that Tishbois? And held was an Issa Daraisa. So there are sheet that hold Tishbois is Daraisa. Muksa. I don't know. It's, it's hard to say it's a derisa. Okay, those are the three reasons. Now, look, comes on the rivet. The rivet has a bomb cash on the Rambam. The Rambam gave us three beautiful reasons. You have to have your actions should be different. You have to recognize that you yourself are Shabbistic. You might write on Shabbos. Hold on a second. Isn't the Makar from Nehemiah? What did Nehemiah do? He comes to Eretz Yisrael. Everybody's carrying on Shabbos. And he makes a zero. Muksa. Don't carry on Shabbos. Don't pick up anything. So you won't carry on Shabbos. Why is the Rambam giving me all these reasons? The Gemara says, because, because of carrying on Shabbos, Hoytzah. That's the Ravid's Kasha on the Rambam. If you want to look, it's on the side of your page. Hasagas HaRavid on the Rambam. That's the Kasha. So the Magad Mishnah has a Teretz. We'll, maybe we'll ask if anyone has a Teretz. Anyone have a Teretz? What's the Kasha? The Ravid says, why you bring me three reasons? We have the Gemara. The Gemara says, Nechemi was Misakim because of carrying. Eruv, okay, one, one answer. Maybe there's an error, that's fine, yeah. What did we just talk about in the past eight minutes? Eight minutes ago. Oh, Moshe Rabbeinu, right? There's two things going on with Moksa. One of them is Nehemiah, that he came and he was misaking Caleb because people are carrying on Shabbos. There's an old Moksa issue, that all the way from Tishbois, that, that there's an Isra Moksa. What's the reason for that? Oh, we could have three more reasons. You have to, you have to rest, you might do Malacha. There's other reasons beyond just the Gemara Nehemiah. The Gemara discussing Nechemiah and carrying a Shabbos. That's the gist of the Maga Mishnah. I'm going to give you the summary, and you'll see the Maga Mishnah uh, in a little different version. Right, only one of them, the rock, right? It doesn't, make, it doesn't fit with the rock. What do you do with the Malach and the rock? Okay, valid. Okay. Okay, we're going to do two more steps, and then we'll see if the Kahoot works. There are three ways you could potentially move Muksa on Shabbos, and this will be expanded upon every time we have a Shiloh. We're going to go back to these three different considerations. Just briefly. One of them is that if you touch it, but you don't move it, that's not a problem. No problem at all. We'll talk about what is called touching, what's called moving, but that's head to number one. Head to number two, Rip Stewart. Chazal only asks her to move Muksa in a standard way of moving it. However, if you tilt the gufai, you use your body, not your hands. So you find the $100 bill on the floor. Everyone's thinking about what to do with it. 
You bend down, you pick it up with your teeth, and you just got yourself 100 bucks. Because the tilt will be goofy. If you don't want to go so uh, animalistic, you can take your foot, you can kick it under a couch. As long as you're not using your hands to pick up muksa, halach is its mutter. We'll talk about some of the details. That's called tilt will be goofy. There's another heter, a little more complicated. It's called tiltal ayadei davarach, or tiltal menatzah. You're using something else to move it. An example, you have a piece of frozen meat in your freezer. Halachli, we paskin, frozen raw meat is muksa on Shabbos. You don't think it's not muksa. It's muksa on Shabbos. You have your ice cream behind it. How are you going to move the meat? So you take one of these uh, big freeze pops and you move the meat with the freeze pop to get your ice cream. No problem. Because it's tiltal min hatzad. Okay, those are the three heterim. Now let's discuss the categories of muksa, and then we'll take a little quiz. So, ah, so there's another heter called Rav Shari, right? That if something's dirty, you don't like it, it's, it's disgusting, you're allowed to move it. You're allowed to take out dirty tissues. Or you find a random mask on your, uh, on your table in shul, and someone left there, which is lovely, so you can throw it in the garbage because it's, it's disgusting to leave a mask on the table, right? So anything that's, that's uh, grav shari'i, you can throw it in the garbage. Crumbs? So probably not. Depends if it's edible or not edible. We'll, we'll discuss it. Okay, this, there's, there's, we're going we're gonna to categorize it as six types of muksa, and then we'll do our quiz. Category number one is muksa machmas chesarin kiss. That's the first sugi we're going to learn. That's opening uh, discussion next week. Something is valuable. We'll talk about gowns and kittles and uh, I gave away one of the, the answers And shrita knives, mila knife, that's chesarin kiss. Number two, klisha malach to the iser. That the function of this keli is to do malacha. A pen, right? Muktsa machmas gufai. Something like a rock. There's no use for it. That's called muktsa machmas gufai. Number four is a bus is ladavra aser. Let's say you have a bed and you have a phone on the bed. So the, the phone is muktsa. The bed, which is a base for the phone, technically could become muktsa because of buses. There's another one called Muktsa Machmas Isser or Muktsa Machmas Shayim Chobar, which your standard example is a candle. It was, a, it was lit before Shabbos. So the fire, if you cannot move the candle, because if you move the candle, you're going you're gonna to do a malacha with the fire. That's called Muktsa Machmas Isser. I wasn't able to move it when Shabbos came in. And the sixth one, we just had this on Sukkot. Sukkot is Muktsa Machmas Mitzvah. Something is set aside for a mitzvah. Lulu of Esrug, even your sukkah decorations, there's another Isra of Muktsa Machmas Mitzvah. Okay, so Mitzvah, next week we're going to start with Muktsa Machmas Chesar and Kiss. We're going to do a little quiz if the Wi Fi works. So give me, give me two minutes.